welcome back to the Stage and Silver Screen Podcast. As always, my name is Alex. And I'm Julie. And tonight we are continuing our discussion of Fosse Verdon on FX. This is the third episode of the series, and it is titled Me and My Baby. And if you haven't caught on yet, each of the titles is in a reference to a show. Uh, the first one was, episode one was Life is a Cabaret, which, of course, is a reference to... Cabaret. Yay! And episode two was Who's Got the Pain, which is... One of the songs from the Yankees. Yes. I and think I think it's musical so much as musical numbers. And today is Me and My Baby. Which is another musical number. From... Chicago. Chicago. Oh, duh. It's a reference from Chicago. Uh, so this episode has us going back to kind of where episode one, uh, because we're we're going back to cabaret. Uh, we we start with a wonderful little dance number with Bob Fosse uh, as he's getting ready to start editing cabaret, which basically highlights his womanizing, more or less, because he was that person. But that's okay. Much love to Bob Fosse. So this episode, we kind of we kind of start to see Bob's kind of getting work getting to him. Yeah. The epi- especially editing, he's having trouble getting Cabaret to go, especially one musical number in it. Gwen, we're starting to see uh, she is very much trying to get a job, <clears throat> and yeah. she does get a job in this one uh, in a play, but we see her kind of struggling to get a job. She comes into Fosse to help edit Cabaret. So, what did you think of this episode? What, what, were, your, what were your total thoughts on it? Um, I liked it. I liked seeing, you know, into her. We also saw a glimpse into her past, too. Yes, we see her as a younger. Yeah, younger where woman. she was basically sexually assaulted and gets pregnant and her parents blame her. And um, We're going darker. Yeah, now. and it. it like you learn she had a child at some point um a boy and in this is the third episode and um i believe it's her and bob that have a daughter together named nicole and um nicole is i'd say 12 maybe and um but you see that like when she was younger she um has when you know when she was assaulted by somebody not Bob Fosse, um, she had a boy, but um, something clearly happened with the boy. Um, so I'm curious to see how that storyline unfolds. Yes, because um, you know, kind of a spoiler is um, <clears throat> Bob decides to go work on editing one night and leaves Nicole with. I believe it's the editor. Yeah. And when Gwen comes in, she's kind of taken aback, like, "Why'd you leave him with a? You know, why'd you adult? leave my daughter alone with a, a a strange man in the room by herself?" Yeah. So you can see that. And she com- has the flashbacks of. And you can see there's a scar to Verdon on that. Yeah, where when basically when that happened to her. And you can tell it's a very there's a towards the end of the episode there's a very sour note between her and Bob about the boy. Yeah. And you can tell it's a, it's a very... Bitter, very bitter. And he makes this kind of a snarky comment. And she responds equally snarky. So, as, yeah. so yeah, show is definitely taking a little bit of a darker turn now. We're starting to see a little more of the fighting and the the darkness. The, the, the flaws in their relationship, yes. basically. And in each one of their their 
their styles. Yeah. But um, I'm still loving it. I still like it. Yeah. And I, I'm still sold on the two of them playing Fassie oh, yeah. and Burden. Um, especially uh, tonight on, uh, it was a random thing that was suggested on YouTube. Thanks for, you know, data mining me and finding mm-hmm. what I, I watch. But it was suggested on YouTube and it's the actual who's got the pain from damn Yankees. And when you see it and you see them, you're like, they yeah, really created they that. And it. you're like, and especially Verdon, you're like, wow, she, she's she very, very good. good to, you know, look alike for Verdon, but still making it her own. I mean, I've always liked Michelle Williams. I watched Dawson's Creek when it premiered in like 1998. I yeah. It's okay. I always liked her. I always thought she was kind of an underdog. So I hope she goes far and wins big. And well, it's I mean, she's always done very well in movies. I mean, she did well in um, Manchester by the Sea. Manchester by the Sea. Thank you. That was the one I was looking for. She's always done very well, and in The Greatest Showman. Yeah. So. But again, I liked her on Dawson's Creek. Uh, Just saying. I, like I said, I, I, I mentioned this. I, I'm so not going to be surprised if this show does come out with several Emmy nominations. Oh yeah. It is. It's very well put together. So if you have not seen it yet, go back, start in episode one. This is a very good one, especially for anyone that likes musical theater or plays or Broadway or yeah, movie musical making because this is a really choreography dance. You're seeing a lot into the mindset and the creative consciousness yeah. of what this takes and that it's not all just fun and happy and that there's a lot going on. It's not an easy process either and there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes that makes, poses some challenges. Yes. Um, And, you know, it doesn't just happen in high school theater. (laughs) So. So the other thing that I wanted to talk about tonight while we're here is uh, I saw Teen Spirit which is an independent film that is currently out. And while it's not a musical, it is musical-related. This uh, is is written and the directorial debut of Max Minghella. He wrote and directed this. It stars Elle Fanning as Violet, who is uh, a singer on a little island off the coast of the United Kingdom. And there is a contest coming to town. She is a waitress, but she wants to be a singer. Aren't they all? And there's, uh, it's kind of the uh, movie equivalent of American Idol. It's called, it's a show called Teen Spirit, and it comes casting, and it comes looking for talent. The problem is she is 17, and she needs a guardian. She finds this guy who kind of frequents the bar where she sings at, and he's kind of at the beginning he's kind of a little creeper this and that and you know you're not too sure about him and it actually turns out he is an old opera singer and he has taken a liking to her and sees something in her and uh, his name is Vlad he's played by Zlatko Burek so he accompanies her and is going to be kind of her manager slash mentor so they go through the rounds and it is very much set up like American Idol if they could have, I think they would have called this American Idol the movie because it's very much... So they have the audition process on the little island. She makes it. Then they have the actual show that takes place in London. And they go to the show, and it's the same thing as American Idol. They have to vote. The audience votes. And, you know, it's not just about singing. It's about, you know, who you are as a person and this and that. But I re- there's something about this I really liked. I don't quite know what it is. It's very simple, but it's very good. And Elle Fanning does a phenomenal job. She does her singing in this. 
And Vlad is one of those characters that at the beginning and all, you're kind of not too sure about, but you end up finding he's like a little kind of a big teddy bear. Uh, but it, it was an interesting movie. Like I said, if you're intrigued by a singing contest, it's going to be good. It, it's kind of basic. You've seen it before. And then she gets there, and there's a, a romance that sparks between a former contestant. And, yeah. But it it's fun. I, I liked it. I, it was, I wanted a little more out of it than, than I got. But it, it wasn't bad. I would definitely, I'd say check it out when it comes to streaming. Um, if nothing else, there's a couple songs that Elle Fanning does very well in it. So that is Teen Spirit in theaters and limited release currently. Uh, I don't see it going too big of a wide audience, especially with Avengers Endgame coming in, crushing everything out Tonight. of the way that it comes. <laughs> currently, not playing. Yes, I will be seeing Endgame, but I will be seeing it in like two weeks when the crowd dies and there's nobody around. Because, yeah, there's nothing I want to see that bad. I like this. I saw this in a theater, and it was 9.30 at night, and there was four other people in the theater with me. <laughs> That's not going to be the same in that theater tonight. Um, yeah, so Teen Spirit, check that out. Fozzie Verdon, check that out. Uh, tomorrow night, I will be doing a podcast solo. It'll probably be released late tomorrow night uh which is friday or early saturday morning i am seeing arcadian broads uh wonderland ballet at the dr phillips center for the performing arts very interested in it i saw a trailer for it tonight this thing sold me from a little bookmark that was at mm. the concierge counter at the dr phillips center one day i saw this thing and i'm like mm, that looks intriguing never been to the ballet i think i went to the ballet once on a field trip when i was in like elementary school so very intrigued to see how I come away from the ballet. And Julie here will not be attending uh, because, number one, I don't think she's the biggest fan of ballet. Nope. And because she is going to Universal's grad bash. With 48 of my favorite high school students. So, but, and then if you can't get enough of me by myself, I will also be doing one Saturday night, or whenever you listen to it, actually, I guess. Uh, for the Garden Theater and we're in Garden, Florida is doing Billy Elliot the musical. She is not a fan of Billy Elliot the musical. I actually just watched the movie on Sunday and I have to say that I hope that it's a little better than the movie. Nope, not gonna be. <laughs> uh, yeah, the I'm gonna do a quick little recap of the movie on, on the podcast, but uh, I was expecting a little more out of it, especially for the uh, status that it, it usually gets going around. There's a lot of talk about it. And then, but Sunday night we will come back together in three days and we will be talking our friends at Moonlight Players Warehouse Theater. We'll be talking about their musical first date. Yep. Which, uh, not too familiar with it. No. Not too familiar with very vague on the the description. It's about dating in the modern age, but we listened to some of the music from the uh, Broadway cast album when they had it, and it's kind of catchy. So looking forward to that. And, oh, something fun that we did tonight is, uh, we'll let you in, is we... Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Pause. Backstory. So, um, you know, I'm a drama teacher. Okay, you know I'm how just... she's a drama teacher and she just did High School Musical? Okay, if you're just now listening to this podcast, Julie here is a drama teacher for a high school and she put on a production of High School Musical. Well, kind of looking for another show to do. And I... she won't let me do Brigadoon. And I like to plan ahead. And um, so I teach seniors. I teach senior English and I have two drama classes. Um, my seniors have... 14 days left of school um, in Florida we have high stakes testing so a lot of those days are going to be devoted to testing so I don't have a ton of time left with them but I do like to plan ahead because I'm the calendar queen and um, I want to start booking dates and that sort of thing so I kind of may have bitten off more than I can chew my I have made friends with the scheduler at my school and he's the one who got me this whole drama set up in the first place because otherwise it would have been just straight English for me um, which I've been teaching for 15 years, doing English for 15, 14 and a half of them, kind of burnout. out, not going to lie. Um, but a drama, teaching drama has always been a passion of mine. I made friends with the right person. I put the buzz in the ears of the right people. And bing, bing, boom, I am now teaching drama. I did it in my last school, but um, I feel like I'm in a better place to do it at where I'm at right now. But um, anyway... Um, According to him, I'm going to have three middle school drama classes that are going to be year-long. Um, I'm going to have a high school musical theater class. Not high school musical, a high school musical theater class. So it's going to be focusing on musical theater and um, a uh, and probably two English classes. Now, a lot of it's going to depend on test scores, but that's what he said it stands right now. Um, so I put a, like a, some feelers out there, what my high schoolers might want to do for next year and long story short they kind of want to do Greece. and Brigadoon was not one of those choices they would not pick Brigadoon. they would pick everything in the world except Brigadoon. Um, I'm not going to tell you what they'd say because you know we try to keep it PG around here but it would not be nice in your and just so you all know mm-hmm. if you continue to listen to this broadcast I'm going to try to find a way to work Brigadoon into almost every single yeah, podcast we know um, but Greece was overwhelming. Um, you know, a lot of teacher, drama teachers have attitude about like letting their children, students pick the, um, the you know, lineup for the following year. Um, but uh, I, we're building a program. It'll only be the second year, really, with a drama program at the school. Um, so I want their voices to be heard because if they are doing something they like, um, that you know, they're going to be more invested in it. Um, it will also probably draw a lot of boys, and you know, boys in musicals are hard to come by. I had a forty percent male cast um, doing High School Musical, and was you know that was pretty amazing, especially for a school that's never done anything like that before. Um, I have drama teachers around the country that are hella impressed with that. Um, but so, but Greece is going to cost a lot of money. It's um, High School Musical. The the it's rights Greece. the rights to do High School Musical were like less than a thousand dollars um it's probably gonna cost about 2500 degrees which is it's more than double grease is the word <clears throat> grease is the word hey um, it's gonna grease your yeah, bank account it's gonna grease your <laughs> bank account um but there was another show that um that's in the mti musical theater Na- national we went catalog. through the M- 
We went through the MTI list yeah. together and went through every single show that MTI puts on. Yeah. Um, and, like, they, you know, they have, you know, your, they, they own the rights to everything Disney. Um, a lot of classics, Chicago, West Side Story, Mamma Mia, like, you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of, a lot of really good ones. And I like Brigadoon. MTI. Brigadoon. Yeah, Brigadoon. Um, but, I, and I do like MTI's format. Grease is actually licensed through Samuel French. But there was one that we noticed when we did this months ago, and it was called Back to the 80s. And it's basically a jukebox musical that is 80s music. So this week I was bored-ish, and I requested a perusal copy. It was only $5. Um, so Alex and I went through it And we tonight, did a little bit of a reading of and it. We and we read through it, he, he and I together. And uh, it was interesting. It was interesting. If you've never read the script for Back to the 80s or seen a production of Back to the 80s, um, so with it, you get the 80s music. Yeah, you, you get, get the, the 80s, 80s music. music. The and, and you get the look and feel and the nostalgia of the 80s, but Especially you also don't realize that it's bringing the campy kind of sexual comedies like Meatballs yeah. and... Ski school and summer school and yes, I think my kids will like it though. I mean, there's some things that I think every time we do it. There's a character teacher Mr. named Mr. Cocker. Cocker. Yeah, but again, I did High School Musical and uh, ball jokes were abundant. Let's just say that it. it this is a very campy. Script. Yes, this very is very campy. Yeah, that's the nice way of putting it. Um. But I think it could work, um, especially with our budget and with my population of kids. It's so more song-heavy. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm I'm gonna have to still put a pin on it. But if I, I, if I think I can do it, if I think I have the talent, um, I'm gonna do Back to the '80s in the fall. I'm gonna do Grease in the spring. And I'm also going to do a middle school production. Um, I don't know what I'm going to use. There's a company called Beat by Beat Press. It's very low royalty, um, like 45-minute shows that are basically meant for younger performers. So I'll probably do something from like the Beat by Beat, Beat, by Beat Press catalog or Theater Folk or um, like Pioneer Drama. Um, yeah. So yeah. that's where I'm at planning ahead for next year. Yeah, so so like I told uh, Julie here, is a, the, the positive thing for Back to the 80s is there's no preconceived notions of it. Is, yeah. Uh, anyone going to it aren't going to ex expect anything from... No, hold on. Our computer just decided to go to sleepy. Mm. Uh, decide, you know, there's no preconceived notions of what the set's going to look like or yeah. the music or anything where, like, Grease... Be it as it may, as much as people, you know, even if you try to block it out subconsciously, you're still going to compare it to well, the movie. I mean, they did a High School Musical, too, but, you know. And John Travolta, if you happen to listen to our podcast, which I probably don't think he would or you yeah. do, Mr. Travolta, just be prepared. She's going to ask you to come yeah. talk to her class if she does Grease. Yeah. <laughs> Or, like, make an appearance or something. I don't know. I don't know. That's what happens when you live in Florida. You know the celebrities that live in Florida, <laughs> and you try to hunt them down. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so one other quick little thing that I just wanted to, like, hit on and get a feeler for is uh, we are coming up to the 25th anniversary of Disney Theatrical Productions, and yeah. it is 
out there that Disney might be staging a revival of Beauty and the Beast. I saw that. What do you think? You think it's time for a Beauty and the Beast revival? Do you do you think we need a Beauty and the Beast revival from no, Disney? No, I don't think we need one. But I mean, honestly, out of the sh- all the shows that Disney has in their like their Broadway catalog, Aida is my favorite. Like I'd rather see a revival of Aida personally, but Beauty and the Beast was the first one, so. Um. See, I I have no problem with like a touring production of Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Do does it need to go to Broadway? I don't think so. I don't so. think so. I think I'm more excited to see what they're gonna do with the Huntsback of Notre Dame. Yeah. Um I don't Disney, I don't know if you were you ever saw it or no, you were aware of it. Back in uh I was aware of it back in like the nineties, I believe it was like the mid nineties. Uh, Disney Hollywood Studios, which was formerly Disney MGM Studios, had a backlot theater, and they did The Hunchback of Notre Dame, and it was a phenomenal production. It was really good. It replaced the Pocahontas. I believe it came after Pocahontas, and it was a really good show. They had the the gargoyles. They used puppets, and it was actually a really good Broadway show in a theme park. It was a very well-done production. So I'm very interested to see that coming out of Disney I'd rather I think Disney has a lot more stories that they could tell yeah. on Broadway and I'm beating the beast yeah, like, I, I get the, the the anniversary of the 25th anniversary of it I think it'd be great to do like a 25th anniversary tour yeah but I don't think a run on no Broadway. I don't think it's necessary either personally um, I, you know I think it's kind of been dug into the ground it's you know, it's we just had the movie come out. Yeah, I mean the live action movie. Like I said, I think I think a, a limited run tour. Sorry for the little interruption. Our child, little eight year old, <laughs> needed a little bit of attention. So, um, yeah. So I think we're both in agreement that. But like like I was about to say is I think a limited run twenty fifth anniversary would be nice. A little tour. Yeah. But I don't think it needs a stage production. I think Disney has more stories that it can tell. And Disney is all about this remaking their classics right now into live action movies. Yeah. Neither. Like, they're, I would love to see them work on more theatrical. And I would love to see them work more theatrical in the parks. This is my biggest pet peeve with Disney. Was Disney used to put on phenomenal shows. Yeah. We live here. We go all the time. But Disney's Hollywood Studios. So if you're connected to Disney in any way, take note of this. Disney's Hollywood Studios is getting a lot of upgrades. We're getting Star Wars Galaxy Edge, where we replaced the lovable great movie ride. Uh, we got Toy Story Land. The shows are so stuck in the 90s. Mm-hmm. The Beauty and the Beast show just came out of renovation not too long ago and it's still the fur characters on the stage it it's still just like upgrade it update it it's still and the the little mermaid show as it's fun it has the laser lights it has the puppeteers but it's so stuck in the 90s yeah now they, they've talked that Indiana Jones... There was rumors that Indiana Jones was going to go away for a new attraction. A new Indiana Jones ride. And they decided, nope, we're going to keep the show. 
and there's rumors that they're going to add in a segment for the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, and they're going to kind of get rid of the movie production aspect of it. Mm. Because, of course, we're not going to have a studios anymore. We don't have studios. We don't do this and that. Why even call it Studios Park anymore? But it would be more of a... Scenes played out from the different movies of Indiana Jones. Like a stunt show, but without the making of a stunt show. Which is great but hopefully they do a lot more upgrades to it because yeah. again it's the same thing and I think a lot of that is the, the making of is stuck in there but I don't know Disney I, I, I want to see more from you and like bring these stuff to the parks yeah you know you know instead of bringing Beauty and the Beast back to Broadway put on a mini version of it at the Hollywood Studios or something upgrade that show and be like hey we're celebrating the 25th anniversary here at you know, Disney World or something. I don't know. That's just me. Uh, you got anything you want to cover? Any? Uh, no. Any news from the Great Right Way or anything? Not that I know of. Oh, um, update to our last podcast. We actually did book our flights. Um, yeah. We will be uh, gracing September. the city with our presence in September. Yeah. Uh, we do not know what shows we are going to see yet. Uh, we are going to very play this by ear. We are going to visit TKTS every day. Uh, if you don't know what that is, there's three stands throughout. Uh, I think they're all on Manhattan. They do discounted tickets for shows the, that day. And they release seats. So yep. it's going to be... Uh, and we're still waiting to see what our friends over at Custom Travel Insider do for a January trip. Because we are planning to travel again with them in January we had a wonderful experience this January with them but we don't want to see the same shows twice yeah um, because we don't get to go up there that much yep and we're still uh, Julie here is looking at putting a field trip together with some kids to go to New York yeah still working on dates though because my school's also going to Europe so but as always we would like to thank you for listening we invite you to uh, recommend us and share us with your friends and family if you have any comments about tonight's episode, anything about Fosse Verdon, Teen Spirit, if you have any suggestions for what Julie might want to do for her next show, leave them in the comments. If you are on, uh, we podcast on Anchor. Uh, if you go to anchor.fm, you can also leave us voicemails and ask us questions, and you might even have a chance to have your question heard on the podcast. Uh, as always, we are also on Instagram and Twitter at SASS underscore C-A-S-T, SASCast. Uh, we are also on Facebook now, too. We're under SASCast on Facebook. So we're spreading out all over. We're on almost every podcast platform now, which is exciting. Thank you, Anchor, for spreading that out. And keep, keep it sassy. sassy.